We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 100th. Woo! The 100th episode of Courtside with Christine and Gabe right here on the Her Hoop Stats Podcast Network. I am Christy Winter Scott, joined as always by my guy, Gabe Ibrahim. Gabe, 100 shows, my friend. 100 yeah. shows. What the pandemic did for us was connected us on Her Hoop mm-hmm. Stats, got us on this podcast network to chop it up weekly about women's basketball on the collegiate level, also in the WNBA, USA basketball, the whole gamut. But first of all, I just want to thank you for being the consummate teammate. And just to be able to have this opportunity with you has been such a thrill for me. And you know, I love to talk basketball. So it's, you know, not outside my, my wheelhouse or you know, right under the surface of my skin, but I just have just, um, I don't know, I've just enjoyed it immensely every week, just looking forward to mm-hmm. your perspectives, um, the perspectives of our listeners, but um, but also allowing the mental gymnastics in my head to go on, because you know I love <laughs> the mental gymnastics, and you know, so, but it's just been a joy, so I just want to thank you and I want to thank Aaron for the opportunity uh, to be involved right here on the Her Who Stats Podcast Network. Yeah, uh, really. So, I mean, obviously, I think I've had the better end of this deal because I get to talk to a Hall of Famer, one of uh, an amazing basketball player, amazing basketball coach, amazing person, and someone that I'm very lucky to call my friend and someone I hang out with uh, very <laughs> often. So it's great to... Um, to, you know, it's just awesome to be able to celebrate us. And obviously we would love to do more stuff with clips from all our shows and whatnot, but uh, yeah. 
you know, it's just been so it's been such a crazy time in the college basketball season uh, yeah. that it's it's been tough to do. But it, it is it has been nice to this just this week kind of reflect on everything we've been through and how, you know, um, you've really inspired me more to be more in basketball, even more so than I was. You know, I came into this as a basketball fan and now I'm coaching and now I just feel like I'm more of a part of the community of basketball. And that's thanks to you. Thanks to our listeners. And th again, thanks to Aaron Bars Live for putting us together in July. Our first episode, I just looked it up, July 28th, 2020. Wow. That's insane. That's, first of all, that's insane. But go ahead, continue. That doesn't uh, feel like it. That's right. A hundred episodes. Wow. A hundred episodes. And and our first uh, podcast was entitled The WNBA and the Washington Mystics Are Back. Uh, <laughs> so, because the Kinetic, oh, is the Connecticut Sun oh, uh, Mystics game. Yeah. It was, on a, was that on a Saturday or a Sunday? Now, you know who you're talking about. All right, about, sorry, right? sorry, like, sorry. I'm not going to remember that <laughs> at all. It was well, one we of those days. It was on a day. That's what I know. <laughs> it, we we previewed that game. And I remember, like, being – we were everyone was so hyped about it. And my friend – I had some yeah. friends coming over, and we were, like, going to watch it. And then the Mystics just completely blew out the sun. Yeah. Uh, and that was just nuts. But – or, no, yeah. maybe maybe that was the year the sun beat the Mystics. doesn't matter. But we watched it in the uh, – in the time of the bubble, the wobble. Yeah. That was when we bubble. started, Christy. We were we started in the wobble. Oh my mm. gosh. Uh, in, in our little bubbles. My yeah. hair was super long. Because I and mine was cut. not this long. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Bree. Oh hey Bree. Weaves by Weezy. Mm. Go ahead. Braids by Bree. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I th I think we need a... Uh... actually that's a good NIL. We should talk about that. Yeah. Off air. Yeah. But yeah, okay. the, what, what I want, but like, you know, we do have to celebrate us fully. Um, yeah. However, there's just too much, there's too much women's basketball talk right now that I think we just got, uh, we got to get into everything that's happening. There's so much. Yeah. So do you want to start in college or the WNBA is my question. Oh man. I, I think we can start with the WNBA because it, it's not a lot of news right there right now. And then collegiately there's a bevy of uh, games and, and topics that we could tap into. But with the WNBA, I guess we can start with them announcing that the yeah. All-Star Game is going to be in Vegas on yeah. July 14th. And I already had some of my really good girlfriends text me <laughs> and say girls trip. And I'm like, yes, boo. So I think uh, that's already in the works. Um, for me and my crew. So hopefully you and your crew will go too. So that'll be fun. So, you know, what's crazy is like, obviously Vegas puts on an amazing show. Yeah. Uh, every event they've ever hosted have been, has mm -hmm. been amazing. Um, and this year it's also going to, I believe it coincides with summer league for it the does. NBA. It does. So I know some people don't necessarily love that, but I love that because it's just going to be, you that. know, a sea yeah. of basketball folk Who in Las like Vegas. Come all on. hanging out, WNBA, what? NBA, NCAA, everyone's going to be there. And I think it's just going to be an amazing time. So I'm very, very happy that yeah. the defending yeah. champs get to host. Uh, Same. And then we'll, so we'll have, to, we'll have to go and, uh, I guess, go to the casinos, you know? I guess we have to, uh, what'd you say? Well, it would be table side, table side. <laughs> hey, you have Slot. to play all this stuff because I don't know how to do all that stuff. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll pump you up, though. I'll be like, yeah, Gabe. <laughs> 
put that right there. Yeah, get a, a black or whatever. <laughs> whatever and see what you I, I don't know what I'm doing either, but you know. Oh, okay. You have someone throw it and then you, you have someone else tell you what to do and it works out sometimes. Yeah, but we'll so we'll yeah. we'll do table side when we're in Vegas for the all-star game, just looking forward to that yeah, in a big way. Side. Hashtag that. Then, so that that'll be um be really interesting to see, yeah. you know, if that's again an all like last year's game, how many all four five? All five aces made it to the uh oh no. Oh, was it? No. Not all the all five starters you're talking about. There was four Las Vegas Aces who That's made it to who made it to the All Star game last year. Chelsea Gray was the one who le- who was left out. I don't think she's getting left out this year, so it'd be really interesting to see if they again get four players because Derek Hamby may miss some time early in the year. Oh yeah, because the baby boy coming. Yeah. Oh, Erica. Congrats, Erica, if you're watching. Oh, very sweet. But no, I know for a fact the second half of the season, Chelsea Gray wore that as a, a badge of you know fire right mm-hmm. and and wanted to let people know that that was a that was a miss <laughs> you know that was I mean, a huge were. miss i mean she played i mean not that she needed any inspiration or motivation whatsoever but the fact that she had that as motivation really showed and proved especially uh, winning the championship and the gold medal in the same year it's like come on man that's the point, God. Why are we, why are we uh, second guessing that? And we're not even talking about, you know, MVP conversation. We're talking about an all-star team. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, why? I don't know what the confusion was on, on getting her on an all-star team. Like, what do, you think, think the, th- what do you think the biggest issue was for her not making it last year? I think it was like, you know, just like the production of Plum and Young and, and you know, the numbers, right? You know, people when you vote for an all-star game, it's largely based on numbers. And it's also, you know, kind of a smaller sample size. Like Chelsea Gray did get much better in the second half of the year. Not that she wasn't at an all-star level in the first half of the year, but she became the MVP in the second half of the year. So I I just think it was just like a level of production. People see numbers and then you don't have as big of a sample size to really say, oh, like this person's actually driving all of that. And then she just took off. But what this year, I'm going to tell you, every coach in the WNBA – you could just write in pen in Sharpie. Get a Sharpie. Sharpie. Just write Chelsea Gray at the top of your ballot. Because I don't yeah. care what she's doing. I don't care yeah. what she's doing. She's healthy. She's a boss. As a coach, Yeah. do not give her the motivation. Thank right? you. Like, what are you doing? Don't, <laughs> don't give her the motivation. Make sure she gets in the all-star game. Exactly. Every team in the league should have an all-star campaign for Chelsea Gray if right. you think you're going to see her in the playoffs. Because that, look, I, she's a great player anyways. But yeah. I think that pushed her. To, to, to really take care of uh, everyone in the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. And what you said, you know, about the small sample size, it's like, you know, Plum and Young, you know, they were coming off the bench before. And then yeah. all of a sudden now they're starters and she's going to find them. Like she's a oh, point yeah. guard. So she's going to set them up, which she did very well. So that has to be taken into account as well. It's not just, you know, how many points is she averaging? I'm like, no, she's setting the table for some dogs. Like, yeah. Plum dog, you know, she's setting the table up for them in a, in a masterful way. So let her live. And, you know, it doesn't just have to be based on her point production, but it's based on her productivity as an organizer and conductor of the offense. Let her do that. You know, let her live in that space and not try to, you know, make it into something that it's not. Right. 
there's more right. than one there's more than one component to being a great basketball player. I mean, ask you know, going way back, going to Dennis Rodman, twenty rebounds, zero yeah. points, and how many rings? Like, you know, there there are different things that you can excel in um, on the court that can impact your team in a positive way, and you win titles and uh, rings. Like, you know, let's just let's just do away with that. You know, let's let's cancel uh, the notion that you just have to be a bucket getter only. Um, to be a, a basketball player, like be well-rounded, be a Swiss army knife, do everything well. You know, we need it. We need to end the points per game society. Yeah. No more points per game society. Yeah. Stop but, playing. But, like, what are we doing? Yeah, and like Chelsea, like when you look, if everyone's having a career year, it's, yeah. it's probably due to the point guard in most, that's in most teams. Insane. That's all. If that's every single person's having everywhere. a career year. Yeah. That's everywhere. Every gender, Every age, you know, every you know, every yeah. level of basketball. I mean, that's that's how it goes. Um, you know, but they don't win without her. Period. Well, I, I know. think she'll be in that game uh, this year. I think she'll better be in that be. game this year. She better I want to talk. I want to talk about another uh, WNBA All Star snub from last year, actually. Oh. Uh, Is that- and talk about Alicia Gray? How uh, about that? She- so. <laughs> Reporting here is a little weird. Uh, Christina mm-hmm. Williams is, is is a really oh. good reporter, and she you know she has great sources. So obviously this is completely trustworthy. Just yeah. like the reporting was a little weird because it initially said uh, Alicia she was expected to be traded. I saw that, um, and I was like, by whom? Who who is expecting for her to be traded? Because right. if I'm the, yeah. if I'm the Dallas Wings. Yeah, I'm not expecting her to be traded because I'm not trading her unless I get a really good offer because she still has a year on the contract. And right. it, it, I'll explain why it may happen anyways. But I think what, mm-hmm. what the reporting has ended up being is she's expected to request a trade. And once that's out there, you've essentially requested the trade. You've already requested the trade. She's already, atmosphere. she's already expressed her frustration with the organization. Yeah. Um, so she wants out. Uh, she listed the teams as as where she'd want to go is Washington, Atlanta, Connecticut, or Chicago. How about that? And Washington being first on the list and having it start with W. So it's not alphabetical. So maybe that <laughs> because it's preference, right? Is it preference sure. having Washington first? I mean, inquiring minds want to know that. Yeah, I, I think, I, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> I. Here's the thing, though. I, that list to me is mostly irrelevant because she has what no leverage – she has no leverage in the situation to say, I'm going to play in one place. She still has a year in the contract. She can't just sit out. If she sits out, she's just going to be tied to whatever organization has her contract right now. Which True. Would be Dallas Wings, Dallas, unless yeah. they trade her. Yeah. So she she can't just like say, I'm going to sit out. And she's not, you know, with all due, at least Gray's a great player. And mm-hmm. she's probably, she may, she's going to make another all-star case this year. I promise you that. But she's yeah. not Brianna Stewart. Brianna Stewart is pretty much one of three or four players in the league who'd say, you're going to trade me and you're going to trade me to whatever place I want because I'm the best player in the world. You know, she has the leverage you're talking about. She has the leverage. Leverage. And so for Alicia Gray, I think she, she may be, she may be able to get out. And I think uh, it's good. It's good work by her agent to get this out now before free agency begins. So teams can start thinking, Hey, Alicia Gray wants out. Yeah. Look at Dallas's situation. Um, Marina Mabry, and Tierra McCowan are restricted free agents yep. who look like they're going to get some good offers. Um, so if that happens and it comes down to a decision between, hey, we got to keep Mabry or Gray. Obviously, Gray doesn't want to be here. Maybe we can help her out and get her to a team that she wants to be at. 
provided that that team has assets that we want. There you go. That's a big piece of it, right? I mean, it can't just be where you want to go. It's where, you know, the team that you're eyeing, where you fit on that team, right? Right. And, exactly. and what they can what they can give up or what they're willing to give up. If they're willing yeah. to give up anything. Like some teams want to stay pat, right? Because, you know, the salary cap and everything else, they want to make sure that they're status quo with that stuff, right? Well, and you, and continuity wins, right? Like we saw, look at look at the Aces, the team we just talked about. They they're a great team, great collection yeah. of talent, but they've been together for years now. Yeah. Um, and and you know it's it's well it's a second year at Chelsea Gray, and that's really what kind of propelled them to being the great team that they were. True. So I think most teams are going to factor in continuity, but the question is also for the Wings. I think Dal uh, Richard Cohen brought this up on Twitter. Um, are, do you really want draft picks here? Because I. What do draft yeah. picks do for Dallas? Like Dallas needs to, I'm, Dallas needs to move it along. They, they need to start winning now. They do. So they I don't, do. I don't think draft picks work. So you're looking at players that can help you win now today. And how many, how many teams are gonna, like, what teams are gonna give that up for Alicia Gray? It might be a good swap, but you're not gonna save. You're probably not gonna be saving money, and you're probably not gonna get, you know, a really high end player. Because if a really high end player is happy where they are, you probably want to keep them. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. What are we really talking about? Exactly. So, yeah. So for let me throw out some ideas here, just to like yeah, see if we can get ideas. her to one of the one of these spots that she wants to be mm -hmm. at. Let's see if it makes if it works okay. out right. Okay. Uh, so in Washington, I mean, it's tough because they don't they they don't have a lot, ton of people on roster. Okay. Um, and the players that they do have are kind of non movable. I mean, obviously, Landell Don's not being moved. No. Tosh Cloud. No. Um. Well, I, would you would you think because the answer to me is no but mm -hmm. do you would you think if they if dallas called and offered alicia gray for ariel atkins so i think no um my hesitation on that is more shock than, uh, <laughs> than thought i would tell you that no and and no disrespect i love gray no, disrespect. no i love gray but i just think that Ariel Atkins, you know, the Olympic gold medalist. Um, and I know Gray won one with a 3v3 mm -hmm. team. So, I mean, they're, they both won a gold. But at the same time, I just think Ariel Atkins fits the system for Mike Tebow. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Eric Tebow. Mike I'll Tebow. get used to it. Oh, it's, it's Eric Tebow, uh, follower of Dean. Oh, Congrats to Dean, Eric. Michael. I thought he was going to name him Gabe. Gabe? <laughs> for you, you know, you guys are boys, uh, you know. Oh, but he is such a sweetheart. And I saw just getting off the track for like two seconds. I saw Mike Tebow at uh, a recent Wizards practice, and I just gave him the biggest congratulations to oh. he and Nancy and Carly, the new auntie um, yeah. up there, head coaching at Fairfield, Eric's sister. And so he just said it was an amazing, thrilling moment for their family. So just uh, sending lots of love to the Tebows. And oh my gosh, he is such a little nugget. He's a sweetheart. Yeah. So congrats yeah, so. to Eric and Drea with yeah. their uh, new bundle of boy. Yeah. So good. I mean, yeah, sorry. We, we were going to say that at some point, but. Just, yeah. Cause just I fumbled, up, so. I fumbled and said, Mike Tebow, <laughs> you know, I got to fix that. I got to rewire myself uh, to say Eric, but I just think that Ariel Atkins just fits what the mystics do. Right. Yeah. Uh, three and D, but the way that she plays defense is it's just, it's uncommon. The way that she um, forces her will on opponents 
on the defensive side of the ball and she's going to crack your head on the offensive side too. And don't get it twisted. She's not just a three point shooter, although she's in the 40 percentile, I think, or high thirties at the end of this season, but low forties, high thirties is still a clip. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. For Ariel Atkins. But I thought that the ability of her to gain access to the, to the drives and finishes and get herself to the free throw line. I mean, she made a concerted effort. Yeah. in the off season to to say that's what I want to do better I want to get to the second the first and second levels I already know you know I'm going to be there for kickouts because I'm usually on that same left side because she's a lefty but she's on that mm. same left side with Helena Deladon um Deladon loves that left block and I love to uh set her there and dominate that left block and and dominate right there but I mean that's smart right because then you have Ariel Atkins in the corner or Ariel Atkins lifting to foul line rescinded in, in the slot. So it's just, um, it's just, I don't think they're, they would move her. And I mean, I don't okay. know, you know, this is my own personal opinion. This is no like breaking news, but I just don't think that they would give her up because I just think she fits so perfectly to the puzzle um, here in DC for Eric Tebow, the new head coach. Uh, how I swung yeah, that. I got it. A, short, a, short, <laughs> a shorter way of saying that is that Ariel Atkins is better than Alicia Gray. You not, said no that, not me. Hey, hey, hey. But, Look, hey, but she's hey, also hey, two I years younger. That's, that's I, I said that. I said that. She's two, Ariel Atkins is two years younger. And 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 frankly, she's just just a little bit better of a player. And I, and I don't, that's not a knock on Alicia Gray. I'm comparing, we're comparing gold medalists. We're comparing all-star, yeah. all-star contenders. Yeah. We're comparing, comparing team, uh, players that can win. Um, yeah. But to right. me, I just I would rather have Ariel Atkins. I think the Mystics would too. I think she, they see her as a franchise player, absolutely. Um, especially absolutely. at her age, she's twenty six. She's, she's very young baby. still. She's, she's very baby. young still. Yeah. Um, and she'll get paid next year, but I think the the Mystics have no would are going to be happy to pay her. Yeah, they're keeping her. So then the other option would be Maya Shines Out. I don't feel like getting too far into that, but like. I just don't see that happening either because my shine has two years left on a deal and it's not saving ages. money. Yeah. They, yeah. they, and they, they play such different positions and then, you, you know, gray, gray kind of becomes a little bit um, redundant with the other talent you have, mm -hmm. but um, maybe, maybe Washington's a possibility. The other three teams though, mm -hmm. really have nothing in the vein of a player that would help Dallas win. Not necessarily next year, but just within this core, there's not really a player there that you look and say, hey, that's someone I would trade Alicia Gray for, even right. one year of Alicia Gray. So right. to me, uh, I think I think she's going to end up staying put unless that money, unless, she, unless you know, a, another team is going to offer a lot for Alicia Gray, which could happen because she's an awesome player. I could see awesome. her being, you know, L.A. being involved. I could see a bunch of teams trying to get involved with her. Yeah. Um, and I just, I just think for Dallas, I would say, hey, we're going to see what happens in restricted free agency. Cause if we get a deal on Mabry and McCowan and you can come back and play, she, we all know Gray's a professional. She's not going to, you know, go out and give out, give less than whatever, hundred percent. She's not going to pull a, an unnamed former Rockets player uh, and come into the season very out of shape. Um, so Gray's going to come in and compete because she's a competitor. Well, James so did. I, huh? I didn't say, it. I didn't say. It. Oh, okay. I didn't, so I'll take that. That's what you're talking about. There. Long way of saying, if I'm Dallas, you got to blow me away with an offer because I think Alicia Gray is going to help us win next year. And yeah. if she wants to leave after that, that's her prerogative, but I'm not trading her. So that that's my uh, that's my take on the Alicia Gray trade. Yeah, I, I, I think she stays too. I just don't think, 
you know, again, I don't think teams are going to give up players at that level at, at this point where the, all the teams mentioned are still trying to grow. They don't know in Chicago if Quigley's coming back. Like, there, there's still a lot of questions on rosters. So I, I just think people are going to uh, to hold what they have, right? Bird in the hand. That's yeah. what it is. <laughs> Well, and, they, and things may change by the time the draft rolls around as well. True. Yeah, and, and maybe you know, I don't. I maybe there's an opportunity for Dallas mm-hmm. to trade up and get someone that they want and they think can can really you know fit in because they will need rookie contracts that work. Yeah. Um, but I just don't. I don't see that happening in in any time in the immediate future. Agreed. But I'm not always right. It's all speculative, but it's it's fun to speculate. I'd said mental gymnastics is part of this whole deal, though. <laughs> There it is. That's a whole little session right there for you. <laughs> the uh, so we hit we hit everything that I had on the uh, WNBA news. Oh, Brianne January coming back to coach for the Connecticut Sun. Yes, Understand and it was why. just her birthday too. And oh yeah. wait, they had someone else too. It was it was um, Brianne January and uh, Karima Christmas. What's oh, her married I, name. Uh, Karima Christmas Kelly, Kelly is back. Is she is she also in them? Um, I thought Connecticut or where is she? Or is she Indiana? She might. I think she's in Indiana. Indiana. I know Monica Wright is in Phoenix as the <laughs> assistant general manager, Go ahead, which is funny. It's, it's a big deal because yeah. uh, Phoenix now has had an assistant general manager. Seems yeah. like they put it in a little bit more money there, which is fantastic. Yeah. Now I'm looking, I am looking for this Karima. I'm, I'm just going to. I saw a post um, the other day about how she's, she's coaching summer, but I don't know. I don't think it's Connecticut. I think it's Indiana. Indiana, Indiana. Yeah. She is, yeah. she is with Christy Sides. Yeah, um, Christy Sides was just at the and Lynn Dunn. They were just at the uh, Maryland Indiana game last that's night. That's a great transition. It was really great. It was good. See how good that is. Oh, courtside, courtside right here on the Her Hoops Dance podcast. Just a well-oiled machine, mid-season oh baby, yeah, starting geez. conference. Oh, I guess okay. I guess conference is start. Uh, the Meridian Mustangs start our conference uh, schedule tonight, actually. Oh, schedule. let's go, Gabe. Hey, keep mm-hmm. me posted. All right. Well, no, we're, we're, going out to, uh, we're going out to Front Royal, to Shenandoah <laughs> National Park. Cool. Hour and a half trip tonight. On the yell- on the cheese bus? Uh, it's a nice bus. Oh, okay. a nice bus. I hope, I hope we get the nice bus. for an hour and a half, have your back to, like, sing a song, <laughs> honey. <laughs> It'll be Wait. fun. <laughs> I, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. But I want to talk about the game you went to. Your, yes. Uh, doing last night because that was an amazing game and it was back and forth indiana wins 68 61 over maryland yeah um just felt like i don't know maryland played a really good game shots just didn't fall didn't fall gabe you know because i was you text me i text you back like man they just they just need like two or three to fall in a row um but indiana man i'm telling you what listen i went to both practices and Obviously the game and, um, you know, just to, to see the continuity, we're talking about that with WNBA teams and, mm-hmm. and having, you know, a lot of um, returning players with experience, it's just different. And it's not, you know, it's not better or worse. It's like the only way that you can have experience is to get experience, right? I mean, it's like the law of attrition. It's like, you, that's all, yeah, that's, that's what it is. You have to do it. Um, but with Indiana, I mean, they have players, I mean, obviously Grace Berger's back for a second game after missing eight games with that knee injury, but Mackenzie Holmes, like second best 
uh, score field goal percentage wise in the country, 68% of the time. And I think, I don't know the final box, but I remember towards the end of the game, she was seven of 10. I'm like, she's still on, on clip. Right. Um, and that's she with receiving was, defense. Was she ended up seven of 10, seven, 10. She ended up seven of 10, 15 yeah. points. Killer. Uh, one of four from the line though. So she, I do I mean, one of four on the lines, you know, she struggled, but she was 77% coming in. Yeah. You yeah. know, I know. We no, said, yeah. Yeah. Oh, she kept missing. I was like, man, I was like, she's 77%. But that game, I, I tried, and I think Indiana missed more free throws than I've ever seen them um, miss um, mm -hmm. with the win. But they're, they're not going to be able to do that in other games. They're going to have to knock those in. And I think they were, I don't know, in the high, in mid 70s, like 74 as a team, field, maybe something like that. For field goal or free throw? For free throws for Indiana. Oh, no, the, the free throw, the free throw numbers are really bad. They were 12 of 21, 57%. No, no, no! On the season, like that oh, was on the, not on the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're 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 really good shooting they're team. Good. I get that up. But I was like, no, they're really good free throw shooting team. Yeah, that's why I was like, yeah, seventy five percent, seventy five. There it is. Boom. I thought that, you know, down the stretch, I was calling the game with uh, Matt Schumacher, <clears throat> and mm -hmm. he said, um, "Would you foul Indiana here?" And I was like, "On any other day, um, I would say mm -hmm. no." But today, I would say yes, because they're missing today, right? So that's not like, oh, this is what you do against a team like Indiana. But they were missing their free throws. Uh, but they did get them down um, towards the end of the game. But I just thought that Indiana was just like a well-oiled machine in terms yeah. of uh, their chemistry, right? And Grace Berger, she told us that, you know, having gone to an Elite Eight and a Sweet 16 that that gives you confidence that breeds mm -hmm. confidence knowing that the hard work that you put in it pays off it pays dividends and sometimes it's hard when you lay out all your heart and soul on the line and you don't see any uh, dividends you don't see any fruits of your labor but because they had gone through that she and Mackenzie Holmes both um and Chloe Moore McDaniel as well throw her in there um I just think that they have that continuity and they they have new faces I mean Maryland has nine new players this year <clears throat> yeah nine of them and some of them have experience but they don't have experience together and sometimes you saw that um offensively i know yes. diamond got the ball one time and she was like move because she was she had two three people around her on the catch mid post and she was like telling her teammates move like you know but if they right. had that chemistry she wouldn't have to tell them that you know what i mean um so i mean for for maryland they do have three 1,000 point scores on the roster. Wow. Um, but they they haven't played together until this year. You know? No, and it's players, really tough. Yeah. yeah. You can't do and that. You, you can't manage And that's where the and, – and you look at this box score, right? Mm -hmm. And you say, wow, you know, Indiana shot 57% from the line. You look at the turnover battle and, and you know, Maryland wins it by three. You look at the boards and uh, – you know, Maryland loses that, but they got more offensive boards. They they just didn't shoot well. And I think that's where you see those seams that you're talking about from not playing together. You know, it, it is about the spacing and then you're, the spacing's off. So now we're later in the clock. So now it's right. like, I got to take a bad shot, mm -hmm. you know, or I feel like I got to put, I got to do more because we're not necessarily in sync and credit Indiana. Indiana's a really good defensive team. They were and they, Yeah. It, it made it, they made it, it wasn't necessarily like a grinded out game, mm -hmm. but the, it was, you had to grind to get things. And it was that press from Maryland and they're just, you know, I want to, I want to shout out though, two dogs, two dogs really quick. Cheyenne Sellers, who I, I think we mentioned her. Come on with like, 
90 percent of the podcast oh, the since we started because <laughs> she is just a dog yeah she's just everywhere until the last second of the game she just never had she doesn't yeah. have a turn off button like no. she is just the type of player you love and the player that i did not know as much mm-hmm. about coming in sydney parish oh at indiana transfer from oregon she's a dog oh, she she was on the floor it. for a lot of balls she was yeah. she was in there battling with the bigs for rebounds she was yeah. hitting shots she ended up with 18 points i think she led all scores i know diamond get diamond got to 19 yeah. um but yeah. she she was really controlled the early part of that game i just thought she really showed a lot of uh, a lot of grit and toughness and you know you mentioned all the players for for both teams that are the leaders <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, now you need some people to kind of take behind the leaders. And I think Sellers is doing that as kind of, you know, a, a, almost a captain on this team. I don't know if she is a captain on this team, but she she is one of those top those top peoples in terms of tempo and attitude. And I think you look at the other side, Sydney Parrish is doing that for Indiana too. Yeah, no doubt. I think it's I think it's Diamond, Faith, well, Diamond Miller, yeah. Faith Masonis, and Abby Myers who are captains no. off the top of okay. my head from all the notations I still yeah. have living. They're uh, seniors. In my ears. Yes, yes. Um, but the leadership that Cheyenne Sellers possesses and displays doesn't always have to be vocal leadership, right? Because mm-hmm. she, like you said, has a motor on a thousand. Uh, she doesn't turn down for anything. And I think the balance of her game is what we talked about last week. The balance of her game now, where last year she was like that, that defensive kid um, mm-hmm. who's going to be on the, the opponent's best player. She still has that responsibility and wants that responsibility. But this year, her offense, I mean, she's seven plus seven points. Uh, her percentages are way up from three, mm-hmm. um, which she didn't really have last year. Uh, as a reliable uh, three-point shooter. So, I mean, she's continuing to add on to her offensive skill set, and you have to appreciate that and the work ethic that goes behind that. So, I mean, she's only a sophomore. So I'm just thinking, like, wow, what will she be like as a senior? And, um, again, Matt um, Schumacher, who I was calling the game with um, yesterday, said that she was a lot like Diamond to Shields. And, and I, I, yeah, and I hadn't thought of that. And he said, but she has obviously an upside. Um, yeah. from where she is now but I thought that was a really good comparison um, to to what she could become on the next level in the WNBA yeah she got the Rex specs and that's he did a, say your... that too and he said it wasn't just the goggles I was like okay it's not just goggles <laughs> no I mean, don't, totally it does, she does remind me of that she, she also kind of has you know she could end up being yeah um, almost an Ariel Atkins type too because Absolutely. you're seeing just like the seeds of her offensive game. Yes. You, we don't even know what she's going to be in no. terms of like a creator. Cause she doesn't have to do that on this team. You have, <laughs> you know, you have Diamond Miller and then you also have a bunch of other players that like to create with the ball in her hand. So she's taking her role as it comes. Yes. Um, but you know, she could be, she could be anything. I mean, I, I think she's going to be a really good player. I think she's going to be agree. a draft prospect because you look at the body, you look at the athleticism, you look at the toughness, and if that shooting continues, she's shooting really, really well, as you mentioned. That shooting continues. So her shots have gone way up. Yeah. And her percentages have also gone up. Right. That's like really impressive to, to take yeah. more shots and to hit a higher percentage is very difficult, um, especially in your sophomore season. So like, yeah. Sellers really impressive. And then and then Parrish doing doing a lot of stuff. I mean, she's a grad is she a grad student or is she a senior? She's, oh, a, boy. she's a junior. Oh goodness. I think she has, yeah, she got the COVID year. So Um, she'll have two years. And so I know um, Terry Morin, the Indiana head coach, she said, you know, she's our sixth starter. And when Grace Berger went out, she came into the starting lineup. 
Um, and Chloe Moore McNeil, when Grace Berger was out, was running the point guard, right? Because mm-hmm. Grace Berger was running the one to start the season until she right. got hurt around Thanksgiving in that tournament. But um, uh, Terry Morn said, hey, listen, Chloe is, is so great, you know, uh, at being mm-hmm. versatile and flexible and, and jumping in as the point guard <laughs> on this top five team in the top six team in the country. And, you know, they had their their best player, you know, mm-hmm. their best returning perimeter player, um, you know, on the sideline. So now with Grace back in her second game, the first game she came back, she had 16 points against Northwestern. And she told us, she said the first three minutes of that game against Northwestern, she said her nerves were like going crazy. Like she was like, oh my gosh, like so many thoughts running. And then can I trust my body, right? When you have sure. an injury, it's like, mm, I'm, if I land wrong, how's that going to feel? Or if I try to do a burst of, of speed, is that going to hurt me? Um, but she said three minutes into it, she knew that it was just another game and then got it going and again, had those 16 points. And she was solid yesterday and, and she had foul trouble. She had like four fouls with yeah. maybe seven minutes to go in the game and Terry Moran left her in. And I love that because she trusted her to stay disciplined and she did that and finished the game. And it was almost like right after that, you know, she got her fourth foul in yeah. that game. She knocked in this, this crucial momentum building uh, shot. And I'm like, that's why she left her in. You know what I mean? Like, that's, you got to give the player confidence. confidence. That gives the player a ton of confidence when you trust them in that yeah. situation. Um, and I think, you know, it was, it was the right decision. Obviously it worked out in the end, yeah. but you, you also can say, and, and this goes to your point, mm-hmm. if, if she fouls out, well, we're, we're just going to put in Chloe Moore McNeil to we put in at the end of the game anyways to hit all of our free throws. Right. So that was it. You know, it was they <laughs> had they are deep. Yeah, they're steady. Mm-hmm. It, it always feels like Indiana's pretty steady. They did lose to Michigan State, but they feel like a steady team. Like they know what they're about, even when yep. they're missing players as big as Grace Berger, yeah. um, as big as Mackenzie Holmes. They, they didn't do that bad with Mackenzie Holmes out last year. Right. Um, so it's looking good. And we have to wait. 13 more days for them to play Ohio State, which is annoying. That game is going to be bonkers. <laughs> that game is going to be insane. I can't wait yeah. for that. That's going to be – we got to mark that down. What's it, the 26th? 26. 26. Yeah, let's go. That game is – If, you, if you do that game, I'm coming in your luggage. You got to <laughs> Come on. Hey, let's go ahead and book it. Tell Aaron, come on. We're gonna yeah, <laughs> we're going to Indiana, Ohio State this year. Um, but, no, I think that's going to be – special matchup i think both those teams are really special this year very much Um, christy can i go on a rant sure as long as it's not about me nope nope but it's not it's about my my favorite subject to talk about the miami hurricanes i even have something queued up (laughs) you got something cute let me art Undefeated in 2023, all conference wins, two ranked wins against number 22 UNC, number nine Virginia Tech. Oh baby, Katie Myers squad's looking good. They are, they have the last buy, one of the last four buys in the bracketology. They're going up. They're 11 seed right now. They're going all the way up. We're going to be back to an AC at the very least. 39th in HHS ratings, 35th in HHS defensive rating. They had a very hard start to the season, but man, looking good. Some winnable games coming up. Kaylee Cavender, 17 and a half points per game over the last four. Jasmine Roberts, 
doing whatever. 26 points against Virginia Tech. She's a sophomore. What are you, t- are you, what are you talking about? And Destiny Harden doing her thing. Canes looking fantastic. Shouts to Katie Meyer. And let's let's hope that doesn't get us copyright claimed on YouTube. Because I don't know if I'm able to use this song. I'm an alumni, though. I don't know if that counts. I should, I should be able to do it. Hey, man. So I just yelled a lot. <laughs> but you said you were going going on a rant, but usually, you know, on the award shows, like the Golden Globes, when they play the music, you're supposed to wrap that thing up, Gabe. Mm-hmm. You just kept going. I needed, I needed a soundtrack. <laughs> I needed a soundtrack. Oh, my God. <gasps> Go Canes. <gasps> that was funny. But it was all true. It was all true. Katie Meyer, shout out. Hey, girl, hey. Um, they're looking good. Yeah, they're looking good. Uh, two really big wins. You know, the, the Carolina mm-hmm. win and the NC State win. Um, I think I text you or tweeted at you or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, yeah. They like you just said they were they were gonna sneak in and get somebody and they got two bodies. Um so oh, yeah. <laughs> so that was awesome stuff. But yeah, playing tough and just getting ready to get into the thick of conference play coming coming up. Yeah, yeah, they're in they're in it. They're in it. So they're they're four yeah. and two in the ACC. Yeah. Um because they had some games early, like the ACC schedule started yeah. pretty early yeah. this year. And then they they so they lost to Florida State, a team I want to talk about in a second. Mm. Uh, and they lost to Notre Dame and by three points on the road. No, that was at home. Um, but they, they then they come back and win these next four with Pitt and Georgia Tech and included in those uh, upset wins. Mm-hmm. Looking good, though. I think this is a team that, I, as I said at the beginning of the year, they can make some noise in the ACC. Probably like in that, you know, fifth, you know, fourth to eighth category in terms right. of the ACC. Right. But, you know, you look at this conference, it is <laughs> chaotic <laughs> and wide open. And, and it is legit, like just a lot of good teams, but a lot of chaos happening. I mean, while you were calling this Indiana game, so I'm watching Christy, and I have to like have two other screens going because you <laughs> the, the ACC was nuts. I mean, UNC was getting hammered yeah. by UVA. Yeah. They come out in the fourth quarter, they went at 28 to 8. That's crazy. To beat UVA. That's crazy. And, and then Virginia Tech, also in the same situation, losing to Louisville, uh, and they get back up and, and beat Louisville, who's been struggling so far this year. So they they avoided two upsets, but then NC State got blown out. Yeah, in Tallahassee against Florida State, uh, Tania Latson, thirty one mm-hmm. points. Have you seen Have you seen this highlight tape? I have not. I will make it. I will send it to you. Send it to me. It's some of the toughest buckets I've seen this season. What? Yeah, across basketball. But, like she yeah, she was to- like completely. Some some of these shots were very ill advised. Like, it's one of those games where you're not like, if no, they no, no, win no. In. yes, yes. <laughs> not if they win in, it's not ill-advised. <laughs> That's one of the ones. That's one of the ones where you're on the side you're no, 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 and then you just look down because you don't want them saying no when the shot goes in. <laughs> Fool's gold sometimes on those, you know. It's a little tricky. It's a fine line. But she, if it goes in, them. take them, put it in the bag. She got all of them to fall, 31 points, and she is, uh, you know, really doing yeah. great things for this Florida State team. Florida State should be in your top 25, so should Miami, by the way, uh, if we have any voters listening. I mean, I don't see any right here or anything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see any AP if, voters on this side. <laughs> so if uh, if any AP voters are listening, uh, I think Florida State Miami deserves some serious contention in your top 25. Um, but man, that, that was a really impressive win. NC State, though, you know, um, it's 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 weird year, weird year because kind of feels like they're rebuilding, and, and Louisville feels like they're rebuilding, but they're still yeah. really good. They and are. You know, you, you can't count them out. Um, no. So I, I just 
I don't know what to do with NC State. I do know what to do with Latson, though. I'm going to make a highlight tape for her and send it to you because please do that. Some, you know, some, some tough stuff as the, the, like the, kids, stuff. the kids say it's tough. You know? Yeah, I like tough, tough stuff. Yeah. It's tough. Well, it, it was tough buckets. <laughs> Swell up, like put the jacket on, like tough, like, yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> she, wait, is she actually ever? No, no, that can't be right. What she, what's her, or her clip for oh. the She's a, she is averaging 25 points a game. Mm, killer. Wow. That's, That's nuts. Wait a minute. Blackhoff is doing it down there. 24 points in, in conference play. Go ahead, girl. Good Lord. Yeah. See okay, we need a keep uh, an eye on. We that. need a bookmark because she is yeah. disgusting. She scored thirty points in three of her last four games. Wow, Man. has scored less than twenty only twice this year. Wow, we need to know the pregame um, routine and ritual. Like, what is she eating, and does she take a nap? Like, we need to know all the mechanics yeah. leading up to these crazy good games. <laughs> she uh i think i think the mechanics are she isn't just a hooper she's a baller yeah. she's an absolute <laughs> animal she you crack and chrissy you're, you're gonna love it i'm i guess on your tape because it's just yeah, it's, it's some of the she's she, i mean she takes easy shots too she hits threes but like the tough ones are absolutely insane uh, I'm just, yeah let me see that let me see it <laughs> really really impressed with her um so i got i gotta do a little bit more research into into her and get some more, more stuff but that's all the games I have. Uh, South Carolina. I want to bring this up. Yeah. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Okay. Last week we said, you know, they're the most trustworthy team that we've had mm -hmm. in this podcast history as we hit our 100th episode. 100. But um, they've kind of struggled early in the last two games. Mississippi State struggled early. Mm -hmm. uh, Kentucky struggled early. You know, they came back and, and, and the fourth quarter destroyed Kentucky. Right, um, kind of in the same in the same fashion that UNC did to UVA, but right. uh, they also you know struggled with Mississippi State and came back and won by seven points. So just want to just want to note that South Carolina yeah. is struggling early in games. Um, it wouldn't be crazy for them to lose a game, even though they are really great and consistent. It's hard True. to win all your games in a season. Um, so maybe they drop one in the SEC. Maybe I'd still pick against it. Yeah. No, no comment. Oh, I thought you were. I thought you were. I thought you were like you do that with your hair, and then while you're thinking, and then you were gonna say something else. No. Oh, sorry. I think I thought you were still going. Um, no, I think that they have had slow starts. I mean, I was at the Maryland South Carolina game, and that yeah. was a close game at halftime until it wasn't in the second half. Um, but I think when you have a team again that has a lot of continuity. And a lot of experience and Don Staley stirring that pot. I, mm -hmm. I just think that it's uh, it's a recipe for success, honestly, regardless of how they start the game, it's how they finish, no. you know, and we've seen that they've won some close games um, this season. They have Missouri on Sunday. Um, so I just think that they're, they're continuing to build uh, the different ways they're being covered you saw four mm -hmm. people guarding Leah Boston <laughs> one game and, and Don Staley was like, that'll work for two, two and a half quarters. But yeah. after that, it that's it. Apart. And I, I think that could be said, not just that coverage of Leah Boston, but I think that notion can be said for South Carolina as a whole, right? Mm -hmm. Like whatever schemes you come up with defensively, that's great for a minute, but we're going to overtake you. 
I mean, that's basically what Don said. Like, that's that's fine. Yeah. You can you can. Hey, this is an unorthodox way. You know, we're not going to cover anybody else but Boston. We're going to put four bodies on her on the catch. Mm -hmm. And anybody else, if you guys can go off and go ahead and do that, and that'll give us a chance to win. And it, and it was working for a minute, <laughs> but there's no way, like we haven't seen a team sustain that level of disruption against a team like South Carolina for an entire four quarters or into sure. overtime or whatever. Like we haven't yeah. seen it yet. There, there's always adjustments to be made. And South Carolina has this way of just massaging you down. And Brian, eventually, yeah. they, you know, like, right. At first, it's like, yeah, okay, uh, we missed a couple in a row. It's still, we're up five. It's a close game, but we're still right there. Like, we're not mm -hmm. 20 down or something because of this this change uh, that we see on the defensive side. So, I just think they just have a way to just work you down and, and take you over. They're like, uh, they're like an old school football team that, like, runs the ball, like, 40 <laughs> times a game. Just yeah. like. Yeah, eventually, like you're gonna hurt more than us, and we're gonna be able to score a touchdown. That's kind of, that's kind of the MO. I would like to see them be a little bit more uh, dynamic, but you know, they're, they're playing. Their defense is just so incredible that. Yeah, it is. Hey, maybe may, maybe that's uh, that's not necessary right now. But I do want you know, hey, Stanford. Yeah. But frankly, should have beat South Carolina earlier this year. It took a lot for them to lose that game. Yeah. So. If they're going to – they just have to get this ready by the end of the year. You know, I'm not going to freak out. It's January 13th. But by late February or mid-February, I want to see mm -hmm. them, you know, kind of motoring past the teams, and we'll see what happens after yeah. that. The UConn game seems like they get a they get a big game in there and it really pushes them. But that Missouri – Missouri coming back after winning uh, – beating South Carolina last year, yeah. being South Carolina's own loss. Yeah. I'm going to put a – I'm going to put a little guarantee here. Uh, South Carolina's going to win that game by like 20 points. Yeah, that's on Sunday. That's on Sunday. So that'll be interesting to see. Uh, but yeah, the only loss for South Carolina last year, the champs uh, of the entire NCAA. So yeah, I'm sure they've had it circled too. I mean, you put a little star by it. You don't think that that's that, like Leah Boston has had a little circle or some kind mm -hmm. of something on that. <laughs> since they the coaching the staff's been watching a little bit more tape of Missouri. Circled. Uh, <laughs> All of it. Yeah. That might be a uh, it might be a beatdown in the in the same and, and I do want to point out like uh what this is the 13th so eight days ago they did beat Auburn by 52 points oh so it's God. not like they've been struggling for a while it's just just a little thing to know that they have had some slow starts that's right it. that's it so I'm saying yeah, South Carolina just mention, just just to let you know yeah but that's still but that's what it is but they have not had any slow finishes and that's the main thing right I'm just, I just want to note it, South Carolina fans. I'm still picking y'all in that championship. Don't get mad at me. Ooh, don't you can say don't. <laughs> our friends, our friends in the comments. You know, let us know. Yeah. Uh, but but I, I'm I'm not I'm 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 still picking y'all. Uh, let's have, let's talk about. Yeah, yeah we have, we gotta get out of the South Carolina conversation. <laughs> the uh, let's talk about games this week. What game? What games do you have coming up? Oh boy. Um... You know, I'm just trying to wrap my head around everything. But, um, yeah, I just had the Indiana Maryland last night. And mm -hmm. tonight I have um, the Wizards and Knicks game. I'm on that call Ooh. with Chris Miller, so I'm excited. And then on Sunday, I'll be in the studio all day with my homegirl, Rebecca Lobo. Oh. So I'm going to be up in Bristol on Sunday. So oh, I'll be in the studio all day. And we're going to be breaking down that South Carolina, uh, Missouri game, I, think, I believe, uh, North Ooh. Carolina. NC State as yes. well. Um, just a couple other games as well. So we'll be in there uh, for the day. 
and then come back and then Wizards Golden State on Monday. So Ooh. Tuesday, I'm gonna be like this here. Right here. <laughs> Tuesday. Yeah, I'm gonna lay down on Tuesday. That's what I'm gonna do. But yeah, but it all hoops every <laughs> nap, day. Nap day, naps on Tuesday. Nap naps on is Tuesday. on Tuesday. Yeah, for about what, an hour. So did, and then get up and do it all over again. <laughs> yeah, so we did talk about the South Carolina game for a reason. Look at that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, but, you know, I, I do think uh, South Carolina is gonna be focused. Yeah, in yeah. that game. Yeah, um, agreed. That's gonna be a a, t- a toughie for for Missouri. Uh, NC State UNC. Yeah, as it lost a little bit of luster because both those teams have kind of been up and down the ACC. But that's always an awesome game. That game in last year's ACC tournament in Greensboro was hopping unc played nc state i believe it was the semis i think it was no it must have been was it semis or quarters i can't remember i what oh no no it must have been it must have been semis because in the quarterfinals unc uh beat virginia tech in overtime you're right so it must have been the semis it must have been the semis Semis. and it was that place was on fire (laughs) so i expect the dean dome to be crazy uh on Sunday, and that's going to be a really awesome game. Are are you guys also talking about Iowa State Texas? Because that's on the ESPN. yes, yes. Okay, yes. I'm excited to see that. Did we talk? That's we talked about. Did we talk about Texas last week? I thought we did. Yes, we did. Yeah. Okay, I'm looking back. Yeah, yeah. but that's that's going to be another great one. Um, you know, just with health, you know, both ways, right? Texas yeah. getting it back. Iowa State, you know, losing, you know, their their star. Yeah, Stephanie uh, Soares. For the year, as as, right? Uh, um, for the season, so that's always tough. But you know, Texas was slow out of the gates because of injury. We'll see what it does to Iowa State, right? Just to, uh, I hate injuries, by the way. But I say that it's one. it's uh, icky business. But yeah, I think Texas looking strong now, and I think they're going to get back into the top twenty-five Agreed. soon enough. Although, did, did I miss? Let's hope I did not miss a Texas result here, because it's always possible. <laughs> You have all that uh, in front of you. Uh, you know, you I'm got to dig for it. <laughs> I'm going to look. Oh, they did. Well, they lost to Oklahoma State a few days ago on Saturday, last Saturday. Saturday. Okay. Um, still, still really looking strong. Still, they have that big win. They just beat Kansas um, mm-hmm. pretty handily on Tuesday. And, you know, they, they look good in that game. I think they're going to be looking good in this Iowa State game. Um, and, and I think that Oklahoma State game may have been more of a look at spot. So I'm hoping Texas is back. Uh, because I just want to see Vic Schaefer's offense. I want to see Rory Harmon. Uh, I want to see Shayla yeah. Gonzalez playing in big games, and they have to be good to be playing in big games. So I'm excited for that one. Yeah. And well, Ashley Jones, exactly. little WNBA prospects. He said what? I missed. I talked over at the same Oh, time. Ashley Jones. Just going to be I- able to watch Ashley Jones, WNBA prospect. Absolutely. Um, who's going to have interesting matchups, actually. Yeah. Uh, against Texas. Yeah. No, I think that'll be awesome. I think, you know, at this point, point of the season and I think I said this yesterday too it's like you know maybe early in conference play and all of that but you know you don't want to look back at Mm -hmm. your your litany of of games during January and wish you could have one of those back right that's Mm -hmm. why you have to lay it on the line and not wait until the end of conference play to dial it up like you got to be ready to go every single night every single I don't care what conference you got to be ready to, to bust it every single game oh yeah um, because you just don't know, like injuries, like you just don't know if that's going to, uh, you know, impact your season later on. So you got to get what you can get, you know, while it's in front of you. So I just think that 
that's why it's it's so intriguing you know to watch these games right now like yeah. this this stretch like this next two three weeks um and what that looks like for teams in terms of gaining momentum or losing it right um and confidence gaining it or losing it mm-hmm. um so i think it's it's just really fun to see how that um changes and and how the momentum swings you know that pendulum is just like you know hey you know who's going to control that right and who's going to come out on top and and teams like going back to indiana it's like you know the the defensive consistency of teams mm-hmm. is is also yes one of those sustainable aspects and in the game um regardless of of gender regardless of uh level um, you know, if you can sustain your your focus and discipline on defense, your your team's going to be successful, whether your shots are falling or not, right? Yeah. You missed their free throws, but guess what? They were locking down on defense and and kept Maryland out of the paint. So, yeah. <clears throat> so that's um, that's what I'm going to be looking for. I just think it's um, it's that part of the season, but you can't get you know looped in or or fall asleep thinking that well, you know, we have February. Like we, I mean, yeah, we lost that one, but we have time. No, you don't. Like you, you no. gotta get, you gotta get these games now. You gotta knock these out of the park, like today. Like you can't wait for that. Well, it's also like the uh, just one other aspect of it is mm-hmm. a lot of these teams are playing Thursday and Sunday. So like mm-hmm. NC State and UNC, they're playing Thursday and Sunday. It, for a coaching staff, it's pretty hard to prep from in between that time. So you're really yeah. prepping for two games at once. Oh, I yeah. feel like That's- sometimes when that happens, it's just like. Well, we have to prep for one more, you know, that's just how the cookie crumbles of, of who, how are we going to spend yeah. our time? And sometimes you're relying on, you know, that defensive because defense is a little bit, it can, it can be very strategic, mm-hmm. but de- you know, you can control your attitude on defense. You can't necessarily control if the shots go in. You can control your effort on the defensive side. You can control if you're diving after loose balls. Right. And so yeah. it's the teams that do that consistently that get over that hump of, the hard game planning, the fact that we're tired, the fact that we're not, you know, necessarily as familiar with this team as we'd hope to be. Right. Um, and, and being, I think, experienced and knowing mm-hmm. each other, helping in a, in, a, in, a big, in a big way, as we talked about with Indiana and versus Maryland, it helps in a big way to have all those players that you know what they're going to do on a night-to-night yeah. basis. And you can kind of change more on the fly Absolutely. as well. So I think it, it is a big deal to um, be able to say, hey, we're built on our defense legitimately. I know everyone says we're built on our defense, but like legit, <laughs> we are built we are built from the defense forward because then you're a if you can get stops, you get easier buckets. Right. And B, it helps you be more adaptable to whatever situations you're being put in as a team. Absolutely. And, and, and to that point, I mean, when when I was coaching in college, mm-hmm. we would scout like four games ahead right right? so you would have time and then you know obviously keeping an eye on what they're doing during that stretch of scouting Mm -hmm. time as well but you know we we would alternate right all the assistants would would get a game but it would be like two weeks down the line like i'm watching north carolina right? right so i have them but the game is four games away so it's not like you're running up against it you know um so what does the practice look window. like? So, so if you have a, if you have a tight window, let's say yeah. like thir- you play Thursday Sunday. Thursday Sunday. Yeah. What it, in in and I'm sure this has changed just because there's probably more film, more you know yeah. thing, more things, it's technology stuff. That they can do. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I, like, is it tip typically right? I would guess you have like Monday and Tuesday practice are 
you know, more or less normal practices. Mm-hmm. And then you're, the day before the game is when you scout. Yes. So, so for a Thursday game, it'd be Wednesday. Yeah. For a Sunday game, it'd be Saturday. Yes. So then you, and then, and then how does the coaching game plan, game planning meetings work around that? You know, that's a great question because, you know, every coach is different. Every right. coach is different, but that's a great way to do it. Um, just to, to keep you locked in on what you do, right? right. Lock right. in on what you want to bring uh, to them, but have an awareness of what they're going to want to do and what you want to take away from them. Obviously you want to have an edge, right? You want to have, mm-hmm. you know, something that you're going to disrupt. So it's not, you're just going to go in like, Oh, they got to play to us. But then now here comes, you yeah. know, something from there and you're not ready for it. No, you have to be realistic, but at the same time, you don't want to obviously burn the legs of your players the day before a game, right? right. Um, you're going to get a lot of that up and down on Mondays and Tuesdays where you, you're a lot of 515, a lot of full, a lot of pressing, um, a lot of drill works and, and mm-hmm. drill work and reps um, with shots and um, and rhythm of shots. Five on O is probably save for the day before, right? right? Where you're going game speed with everything. And you know this as a coach, right? Um, just, you know, game speed on everything and, you know, making sure that, you know, the coverages that you're going to, mm-hmm. to do um, and who the personnel is, like, who are you forcing left, right? <laughs> and yeah. who, um, correct, left, correct. Right. Uh, <laughs> or left or right, whatever. Um, but I just think that it's smart to do it that way, right? Yep. You have to have an awareness, but you don't want to just be focused on your opponent, okay. right? You also have to make sure that you are bringing the personality and culture of your squad to them right Mm -hmm. and that's the first thing you want to do but then you also want to be able to to adjust um to things that that you see and as a coach when i was coaching um you know sometimes it would happen you know you think you have everything all planned out right you've seen a lot of game films and everything like that boom 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 boom. and then you get in the game and they throw a monkey wrench in there and you're like Mm -hmm. oh snap which I love because that's <laughs> mental gymnastics, right? I'm like, right. okay, you want to do that? Time out, boom. Let's make an adjustment, right? Yeah. Not just gonna stand by the wayside and let things happen because who does that? Of course not. Um, no, go in there and, and change things and and adapt, right? To give your your team a chance to win. Because I was all about throwing, you know, caution to the wind. Like, well, we haven't practiced a, a triangle in two, but look, we're gonna come out of this timeout and we're gonna throw it out there. And oh my God, I keep talking about that one game, game, but I was just like so proud of our team <laughs> that we were able to. Like, hey, look, we've been talking about. I know we've been talking about Nick Nurse going with the triangle and two in the finals for years now, and that's going to be on his Hall of Fame plaque. So I absolutely go. going triangle and two is a wild, is a wild solution, right. and if it works, you it. absolutely get to talk about it forever. I love it. Oh man, I will always talk about that game because we were getting, we were, we were getting out, um, out maneuvered in that right. game and we just had to come up with something and we had zero reps in practice. And I just, I said, Hey dudes, like we, we have to do this. Like, right? And the coaches, I remember they're, you know, at the halftime, I was like, we just have to sit on those two kids. Those two kids are killing us. Like, we just have to do it. Like everyone else just has to have zone concepts in the back of the yeah. triangle, just baseline, baseline <laughs> just shift just think. and drop baseline shift and a drop mid. It, we just have to do it. And they came out there and just rocked it, man. It was so good. And we ended up winning, you know, because oh. of it too. And not, not me, not me, because I yeah. could have called for that and they, it wouldn't have been executed sure. and we hadn't practiced it. So what am I going to be upset that, okay, yeah. we didn't practice it. They go out there and, you know, didn't get it done. No, I'm not going to, you know, but I will try it. I, I'm all for 
trying, you know, so going back to the practice schemes, I, I just think you have to be prepared for anything, even the things that you have no idea are coming your way, but you have to be, you have to be open-minded as a coach mm-hmm. um, when it comes to making adjustments and, and take it fall on the sword if it doesn't work and then praise your kids when it does work. Right. It's, yeah. it's about the coaches when you lose. And in my perspective, like I'll take credit for yeah. all the losses and the kids take credit for all the wins. That's how yeah. I looked at it. And, um, and that same game, that triangle and two game, that was all the kids. Like, I'm like, dude, just try this and see if this uh, closes the holes in the boat. Cause we're getting cooked right now. Like we got to do something like we got to save ourselves. Um, but they did it. They did that. Not me. So I will always give yeah. credit to, to the kids and the players who, who uh, bear down and, and trust that this could work if they work it and they worked it. So it's fun. And, and those are the teams that succeed in, in the conference schedule. Yep. Back, back to, you know, that, that's the exact kind of thing that yeah. you want to see from a team that's going to be really good in conference. Was your team good that year? We were very good that year. We were very you good guys, that where, year. Where'd you guys go? How far uh, I think we, I think it was, uh, I think we won the district regular season okay. and went, I think, second or third round region. Oh, nice. Wow. Yeah. So we had, I haven't, people ask, because I stopped coaching, but I don't know how many regular season titles we had. <clears throat> I know we had three um, district championships and then went to several regional championship games, but never got over the hump there regionally. Oh, but yeah, I know. It's tough. It well, is, it's tough man, in 6A up here in Northern Virginia. It's, yeah. It's, it's tough. really tough to get to it. Yeah. But, but we, we were in there. We 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 had some real deep runs in into uh, postseason, a couple state runs, you know, first second mm-hmm. round states. So, yeah, it was good. It's oh, I miss it. Can you tell? I'm reminiscing. Anyway, Christy, you you you, uh, you may not you may not be coaching a team anymore, but you're always coaching us. Here oh. Minnesota, I think, I think you're always. I always learn something at the very least that helps me in my coach in my coaching and in my talking about the game. So you know I love it. You know I love it all. Thank you, Gabe. Uh, that's everything on my very long list. I had a, had a whole, I just got like going this morning. I wrote that a bunch list. Of stuff. It's, it's long stuff. Uh, yeah. A lot of Miami, all the Miami stuff is here. Cause I knew oh, I was going to have to say, it. I was, I was going to have to say all the Miami stuff within the time of that song. So Do you have like, music okay, on there? Did you have play the music here? No, no. I knew, I knew oh. when to play the music. I knew when to play the music. We could, we could play it again. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Even <laughs> sorry youtube i'm sorry youtube yeah sorry youtube uh, yeah he does not own the rights to the music so now they won't take yeah. it off right that's what you're supposed to say right? that doesn't work that doesn't work don't don't admit to anything <laughs> it's like no don't do it's it. a bad idea everyone on youtube it doesn't do anything and you're admitting to oh. a crime yeah but it's good it's good song. i'm still a lawyer it's still what i'm still a lawyer yeah you are see so we're protected Gave the lawyer. We're good. good. Gave the coach. I love it. So we're rolling out of here. Hey, listen, we've got some games coming up. Good luck Mm -hmm. to Meridian and and Coach Ibrahim. Good luck to the Wizards. Get a W for Christy. Two Ws. Got some, you know, I had some tea and everything. I get my voice, me, 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 with uh, Chris Miller. And uh, hopefully they're they're dramatics again on that. Um, Oh, yeah. That was a great game the other night. But, um, It'll be fun. A ton of games on Sunday. Make sure you guys are watching all those so we can uh, chop it up with you guys. Next week, 
right here on Courtside with Christy and Gabe on the Her Hoof Stats podcast network. We don't have to go home, but we got to get up out of here to cut the lights off and everything like that. But we will see you guys next time. This has been our 100th episode. And we want you guys to send us. Oh, we forgot to tell them. Yeah, tell them. Send us us your ideas. uh, If you've been listening along the way or if you're a new listener, let us know some of the topics of discussion and and some of the uh, moments like me saying if Gabe lost a bet that he had to go to Berry Farms and play and I would be video. That was one of my ideas for this um, podcast. If we had time, was... I was going to say, let's go to Berry Farms. <laughs> I was going to say, let's go to Berry Farms. We'll do a shootout and then we'll do, pot- we'll do courtside while we're doing the shootout. <laughs> that was my favorite one. Uh, one of one of the favorites, but that was. See, my, my favorite was the flip side of that. When the Indiana Fever, it, Christy <laughs> bet that the Indiana Fever would have six wins at the all-star break the indiana fever won like five of their first 10 games i was like they didn't win for the rest of the season come on yeah christy side will take care of that though what a what a bad what a bad break what a bad break for christy yeah Um, yeah, give us your give us your favorite moments of courtside favorite moments from the time of courtside from 2020 on just tell us like what what you want us to talk about what you want us to reminisce on because we have memories of pretty much everything that has happened we do in women's basketball we um do. also shouts to the learfield uh varsity podcast what? network our yeah. new our, our new uh podcast host so love you guys appreciate yeah. this. We appreciate you guys thank you for um teaming up with us we appreciate yeah. the support for sure and i know um, our listeners i some people randomly come up to me gabe and say i listen to you and gabe all the time so people oh. are listening and, you know, they, they enjoy the banter and, and we enjoy bantering. So, uh, yeah, continue to come back and, and check us out. And Learfield Audio, thank you guys for uh, partnering with us. We appreciate you. And Aaron, 100 episodes, thank you again. And Gabe, oh, my God, my friend, 101 next week. <laughs> 101 next week. Keep going. So we'll crazy going to happen college basketball. I know that. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a lot. We got a lot more to talk about, honey. (laughs) See y'all. Parade wave. (laughs) Have you ever wondered how to say good morning in Italian? Or what is goodbye in French? You can ask Alexa. Just say, what is happy birthday in German? Or how do you say hello in Japanese? Do you want to know how to say I love you in Spanish? Ask Alexa and start learning a new language today.